Greetings, everybody. This is The Kingdom of God is at Hand, Part 2. And we'll be going on to say, Is the Kingdom of God for us today? Well, to give you a testimony, when God gave me this message, I thought to myself, how can I preach this? I have never ever heard a full sermon on the kingdom of God in my life. Who do I think I am preaching a message that I've never heard anyone else preach? Well, God did something about this. I was over in America giving some equestrian courses. I helped train at riding instructors. And I finished the one um, instructor's clinic on the Saturday night. And that meant I would have Sunday off. I went to bed and during the night the Lord said, I had to go to a certain city in America to listen to a certain preacher. Well, I did not bring any money with me to go touring around America because I had come over specifically to um, help encourage the training of these instructors as a gift. Well, next morning I wake up and I thought, God wants me to go today to another city, four hours flight away from here. But I have got the day off, but how on earth will I get there? I'd better go and speak to the director of this ranch. As I approached, he says, I know what you're coming for. It's fine. God told me to buy you a ticket to that city and I will book you the ticket straight away. And I just said, wow. So he booked me the ticket and he gave me the ticket and he drove me to the airport and I'm suddenly on the plane and I've had, I phoned them just before I was to come for them to pick me up at the airport. They picked me up to the airport. They took me to this church. I was late coming into the service. The singing was just about ended. I sat down and this very well-known speaker stood up and gave the message the kingdom of God is at hand in exactly the same way, almost word to word, that the Lord had given me. And after a sermon, I found myself walking forward in response of my sermon preached out of somebody else's mouth and knelt on the floor with a line of other people. His leaders came down and prayed for them. And then he himself came down off the platform, came straight up to me, laid hands on me and prayed for me for at least 10 minutes. And then he walked away. And the Lord said, never, never doubt. The messages." I give you again, or I will give them to somebody else to preach. 
When God gives us a message, we need to obey it. And I realized that the Lord had gone to quite some effort to get me to that church service, four hours away from the town I was in. And I learned a big, big lesson. And from that, I got the confidence to not only preach these messages, to put, put them in book form so that others could share it too. And so now I'm preaching on the kingdom of God is at hand. And in the first section, we covered that John the Baptist came preaching that the kingdom of God is at hand. And then Jesus preached that the kingdom of God is at hand. And then he sent out the 12 apostles to preach that the kingdom of God is at hand. And then Paul began to preach that the kingdom of God is at hand. And so let's pick it up from here, that this power is given to us so that we may preach the gospel of salvation in order that souls might be saved. We need to preach that the kingdom of God is at hand. And Corinthians 2, verses 4 to 5, further demonstrates Paul's commitment. And he says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not rest on the wisdom of men but in the power of God. When we preach the gospel with a demonstration of his power, 1 Thessalonians 1 states, For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. When we receive the gospel this way, we receive the glorious salvation with both word and power. We have seen with our own eyes and heart that Jesus is Lord. 2 Peter 1.3 reminds us, His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. I believe this is only possible because the kingdom of God is at hand right now in our midst. It is up to us to receive it. But how do we receive it? We receive it by getting to know our Father in heaven, by spending time with him in regular prayer, by listening to him to show us, to teach us, to speak to us, to open the scriptures to us and to fill us with his gifts and to fill us with his power and authority of his spirit to do his work here on earth. Acts 4.33 says, And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus 
and great grace was upon them. Was all this great power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit in saving, healing, and delivering people from evil to just stop with the apostles? Or was it for us as well? Acts 6 verse 8 speaks of Stephen. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Here we see that Stephen, who was not one of the twelve apostles, was also witnessing in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Then Romans 15.13 it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul is speaking to us, the church, so that in believing we are filled with joy and peace, secure in God's love, so that his power in the Holy Spirit may operate through us in the power to do three things. Mark 6, 12-13 tells us that the twelve disciples went out and preached that the people should repent and they cast out many demons and anointed them with oil and those many who were sick they healed them so jesus went out with the 12 with the 12 to teach salvation deliverance and healing these three things then he sent the 70 out to do the same and then Stephen and Philip, and then all the great men of God down through modern history right up to this very day. We read about some of the results from Philip's witness in the Gospels. Acts 8, 6-8 says, And the multitude with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles that he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed and there was great joy in the city. How can it be that these people also flowed with this authority and power of the Holy Spirit? Colossians 2, 14 and 15 we read, Having cancelled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in the by the cross. Jesus' death and resurrection cancelled the written code of the Old Testament law as a basis of our righteousness. Jesus cancelled it on the cross and enabled the kingdom of heaven to be at hand for each one of us when we believe it, when we receive it, when we live it. And John fourteen twelve to 13 declares, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing he will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. He will do what I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. 
by going to the Father, Jesus has enabled his kingdom of heaven to be at hand. It is done. Jesus has done it on the cross. The cross has brought the kingdom of God to each one of us who will believe him receive him and live in him and if you have not yet received Jesus as Lord and Savior or been baptized in the Holy Spirit and would like to do so now I'd like you to say this prayer after me Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. thank you for dying for me on the cross <clears throat> please forgive me every sin I've ever done I want to follow you in truth and righteousness every day of my life. Thank you for forgiving me. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Savior. Please baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And if any of you are sick, lay your hand on your sickness or your pain and say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, lay your hand upon my hand and I will be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now receive your healing in Jesus' name. And remember it says in the Bible that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and this victory Jesus has won on the cross. And every sickness has a name and every demon has a name and at the name of Jesus it has to bow on their knee and go. So we come on sicknesses go now in Jesus' name. We come on pain to go now in Jesus' name. We come on bodies be healed now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And remember, Jesus loves you so much. And if you want to hear more about our ministry, go on our website, www.suzannesministries.co.uk. That's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-S ministries.co.uk. God bless you and bye for now.